Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hopefully by the time people are hearing this, everyone will be wearing sweaters and sipping on hot tea or something. I'm wearing a sweater right now. You're smart. I'm very cold, but I'm going to work up a sweat today. I can feel it. You know, we're not here to talk about our wardrobe choices, and we're not here to talk about the weather. Stoya, do you know what we're here to talk about? Cats. Cats. Let's talk about cats. So welcome. This is Let's Talk About Cats. I'm noted cat lady Mary Philip Sandy, and I am so excited to have with me here today author, actress, advice columnist, purveyor of pornography, Stoya. Hi. And I love having multi-talented people on the show because you start to list out their credits and you're like, wow, this person has done a lot of things. But your most important role, as we all know, is that you are raising two beautiful, handsome kitties named Widget and Pixel. Yes. Would you be so kind as to introduce them to us via the five-word memoir? Two brothers, anticipating treat party. Wow. It's time for the cat quiz. It's very simple. There's going to be five questions. I'm going to ask them to you quickly. you got to give me an answer quickly. And there is, of course, a great prize at stake today. Are you ready, Stoya? I'm so ready. Okay, today's cat quiz. How much do you know about pussycats, pussies, and cats? Oh, Let's boy. Let's do this. Question one. Dear Pussycat, Mash Notes and Missives is the title of a 2004 collection of letters by which legendary Lady Mag editor? Carl Lagerfeld is not a lady. Uh, you know what? You're very close. The answer was Cosmos Helen Gurley Brown, who also was a cat lady. She loved cats. All right. Question number two. British actress Honor Blackman is known for her role as Pussy Galore in Goldfinger. She's also known for being very outspoken. After the death of which politician, Blackman said she was a powerful figure, but she did damn all for empowering women. Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher is correct. Also a cat lady. She had a cat named Marvin. It was the one good thing about Margaret Thatcher. (gasps) Okay, question number three. You're doing great. There's an energy drink called Pussy, because of course there is. It contains milk thistle, which they claim helps with hangovers. True or false, Stoya, milk thistle is safe for cats to ingest. False. I'm so sorry. It's true. In fact, yeah, it can be given to cats with liver disease. It can support their liver health. Oh, wow. So now you know. I'm not a vet. Don't take my advice. Talk to your doctor, et cetera. Okay, question number four. Rachel Lee Cook played the title character in the 2001 film Josie and the Pussycats, a classic. But which 90s alt-rock front woman provided Josie's singing voice? Joan Jett. Oh, that would have been amazing. You're very close again. It was Kay Hanley of Letters to Cleo. Okay. Final question. Which 19th century nonsense poet spent his final years in a Mediterranean villa, deeply depressed and alone, except for his beloved tabby cat named Foss. T.S. Eliot? Oh, you know what? I want to give it to you, but the answer is Edward Lear. Edward Lear. Who was Edward Lear? He wrote The Owl and the Pussycat. Oh. And he was very depressed, and he died very depressed and alone, except for his cat. So shout out to you, Foss, and shout out to you, Edward Lear. 
Stoya, you win the cat quiz. I won the cat quiz with one answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your prize, tell the people what I'm handing you. Oh, my God. It is bowls with the owl and the pussycat printed on it. Can you hear them? Yes, they're made of tin. They're antique from England. They're pretty cool. They were made for, like, the Royal Academy of the Arts. I guess in England they have they have the wherewithal to, you know, manufacture plates with poetry on them. And here we're trying to get health care. But anyway... It is now time to inaugurate a brand new segment that I'm very excited about. It's called Here's a Question, where we ponder one of life's biggest questions about cats. I'm very excited that you are here to help us with it because the title of your book, which I just finished, and it's really, really good. Thank you. Philosophy, Pussycats, and Porn. And so today, we're going to contemplate, do cats know they exist? And if so, do they care? Now, while you're thinking, I just want to share a little piece of information that I learned. Some researchers in Japan did a study, and they took a bunch of cats and a bunch of cat owners. I would love to have seen the videotape of this. The cats were able to distinguish their name from other words that sounded like it. But then at the end of the study, there was this disclaimer. We still don't know if cats associate their names with their selves, with their identities, which kind of blew my mind. Are cats aware of themselves? I think your question speaks to the even larger question of just do cats have a concept of self or identity? I think they do because they have such personalities. Yes. I don't think it's as complex as a human sense of identity. I think it depends on the human. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, I don't think they like sit around conversing about it the way that we do. Right, which is interesting. Does that mean they're more evolved than we are or less evolved? They certainly seem generally happier than we are. That is true. That is true. I mean, my cat Grendel shares some anxiety traits with me. She gets a little anxious about new things, especially, or loud noises in the hallway, which I'm better with than she is. Um, yeah, it just, they seem more resilient cats. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is some sort of confidence in who they are, that no matter what happens in the world around them, they, they are who they are. Emily Nagoski in Come As You Are talks about the human versus mammal stress response, like other mammals. And she specifically talks about how a small animal, when it's been scared, will then like get up and like shake itself off and like then move on. And she says humans, sometimes we don't take the time to stop and shake it off. Oh, interesting. So that so, moment of just letting it go, releasing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm terrible at that because I, I chew on things mm -hmm. for years. Oh, no. I think I think a lot of people are like that. You know, you, you do something wrong. You make a mistake. Something bad happens. It can just kind of keep sort of threading its way through your life in little ways. Yeah. So do cats know they exist? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Do they care? Uncertain. What would cats make of that famous dictum, I think therefore I am? I don't know that they would engage with it. I don't know that they would either, unless it was like at the end of a string. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think cognition defines a cat in the way it defines us. Yeah, it would be very unfair to use human standards. No, you're right. I mean, I think that's that's maybe it. It's like maybe human philosophy, human metaphysics is just simply not equipped to account for the complexities of cat existence. I think so. So researchers in Japan, you have a, a much tougher job ahead of you than you thought you did, but um, we're here to consult, so give us a call. 
<laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, it is now time for my favorite part of the show. Let's talk about your cats. And as we've mentioned, you have two cats, Widget and Pixel, and they are brothers. And I've seen them on your Instagram and they are the cutest ever. They're really cute. Can you tell me how you and Widget and Pixel met? Oh, so I'd taken in an abandoned cat, and he was clearly a barn cat. And I thought maybe if I got a friend for him. So I went looking for, like, eight-month-old single cats, and I saw Pixel and Widget curled up in a five-second video with Pixel licking Widget's head, and it was so cute. And I... I just had to have them. So the idea of getting one cat quickly became I have to have both of these cats. Yeah. Right. So then yeah. you had three cats. And I had three cats. And then a fourth cat entered the picture. And I must say four cats is a lot of cats. At that point, they start to kind of form a pack. They um, Like if a bug enters, they sort of hunt in formation. It's unsettling. Yeah. This was it when you were in L.A., right? You this were is when in I was LA. in L.A., yeah. Okay. So you've got four cats and you're in Los Angeles. I know that you and Widget and Pixel ended up making the drive back to New York because yes. you wrote some very funny columns. Yeah. And my roommate made the big, long drive with the truck and all of us. And the cats, they like went through the stages of protest. So first there was a noise demo. Yep. And then... There was a bit of a black block situation with them, like, hurling themselves at the cage and tipping over their water. And then then they went on a hunger strike, which was concerning because if a cat goes more than 12 hours without eating, it can be bad for the cat. And how old were they at this point? Were they they were older? They were, like, one or two. One or two. So still full of that fresh young kitten energy yeah. with which to fight. They took a year to warm up to my roommate. A year? So yeah. how did that happen? They just were, like, super skittish. And first they started, like, getting on his bed when he was sleeping 
then it turned into like if he was laying down he could pet them but if he was upright then he was still scary do you think they associated him still with the road trip was that it quite possible so it was like ptsd for the cats of some sort oh my gosh do you feel that in the end going through that journey brought you all closer together if it didn't give them Stockholm Syndrome, oh, which I worry about. <laughs> oh, um, no. They're like, we love you because we have no choice. <laughs> we love you because we're afraid we'll go back in the car. So can you tell us where the names Widget and Pixel came from? So Pixel looked like a pixel. Um, Pixel is the titular cat in The Cat Who Walks Through Walls. Okay. And he is able to walk through walls because he's too young to know it's not possible. I love that. I know. I know. And then I needed something that went with Pixel. Widget goes with Pixel. Widget goes with Pixel in a couple of different ways. Um, Although certain circles in New York thought that I was much more politically witty than I actually am because they thought I was making a joke about Keynesian versus current uh, digital economy. Uh, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That was that was actually sort of what I was thinking. But um, I, I like I like your explanation. Widgets, too. the name for the thing on your desktop. Yes. Like the little calculator. The widget. Or like, yeah. Yeah. And one of them has one eye, right? Pixel has Pixel one has eye. Pixel has one eye. Now, was that a congenital thing? Um, it was infected when the rescue people went in. He was born under a porch. Oh. They were born under a porch. Mm-hmm. Does it affect his life on a day-to-day basis? Um, his depth perception's just a little off. So he runs, he plays, he wrestles, he chases the toy and a stick, all that. Um, but sometimes he's just like an inch off. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you just have to like move the toy to like where he is. Oh, he's different, but different is beautiful. Oh, he's fantastic. You know, one of the things that we've talked about on this show before is that cats can teach us a lot about a lot of things, as I think we've established, but also especially when it comes to things like boundaries and consent and how we interact with creatures that aren't us, who have maybe a whole different set of wants and needs. Um, do you think that there are lessons that humans can learn from cats and how we communicate about our wants and needs and where it's not okay to touch and all of that stuff? Meeting a cat can be a very useful exercise in body language, Mm -hmm. Um, reading body language. And that's a thing that a number of people, um, straight white men, have issues with um so paying attention to a cat can actually be a great place to start if you're trying to get a better idea of how people physically telegraph yeah because cats tend to be very clear if you're looking at them right the ears go back the back goes up do your cats communicate these things to you are they are they good at that or are do they They, i mean they crunch up when they get scared um oh so they they go into the ball yeah, mostly with my cats, it's more of a if people can't respect their boundaries, then they don't get to come back. Um, oh, that's a good rule, though. Yeah, someone was in my apartment when we had the apartment warming, and they leaned their face in really close and said, I'm making you uncomfortable. And I was like, wow, you're never coming back to my home ever, yeah. ever. Uh-uh, um, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like that's, that gets your picture up on the wall with like a do not allow in sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what I sometimes think about, it, I feel like the a lot of the barriers that 
I know that I have when I'm, you know, out and about in the world. I can let those down when I'm home with my cat. Mm. I'm not afraid of my cat judging me. Um, my cat has seen me at my worst and at my best and has been with me through a lot. And so I feel like sometimes when I'm around her, it reminds me that I can still be myself without having any sort of guard up or any barriers or anything like that. And that she still is going to care about me and I'm still her person. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, I, but I, I don't have that, but it makes sense. No, no. OK. OK. And that's But that's really interesting. I think I think everybody sees their relationships with their cats differently, which is why we have this show. I'm more of a lucky caretaker. What does that mean? I get to take care of these two precious fur muffins. Yes. But like I'm not a cat mom. No. I'm not an owner. Like you, I don't think you own a cat. Uh-huh. Like, you, you definitely own a dog. Yes. Right? Correct. But, like, a cat, not so much. Right. No, a cat, you're lucky to coexist with them. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they depend on you. Yeah, I have the thumbs. It's my job to scoop the litter box <laughs> and open the cans because they don't have opposable thumbs. You've posted your cats on your Instagram. Do you have fans who are just fans for your cats? There are people who follow just for the cats. I'm not surprised at all because, I mean, have you ever thought about making their own Instagram? No. The internet is not fun for me. It's like is, a that, constant... is that because of the kind of communication that you experience It's because of the spam bots. Spam bots. And the, yeah. <laughs> the, like, constantly shifting, like, what you're allowed to post. It's because yes. I have to actively put clothes on in order to take a social media picture. Right. Like, I have to, like, live my life differently because well, it's a necessary part of self-promotion now. Right. It's like, oh, I got dressed for something. Better take a selfie now. Like, it's work. It's become work for everyone. I've had this conversation with a number of artists who are like, I'm an artist. I just want to make my art. Why do I have to now learn about Instagram algorithms? That's not I what I signed up for. <laughs> pictures of my face smiling. Right. Why do I have to do that once every two weeks to reset the algorithm? Exactly. Because I really believe that it's helping. What do you think the impact of that is on cats? So Widget doesn't like having his picture taken. Huh. He can sense the camera. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it being close to him. And if you pull one out, he kind of like tucks his chin and makes like an aggravated face. Really? Yeah. If my roommate goes and like gets his camera, he's a photographer. Sure. Um, so if he goes and gets his camera, like they'll like hiss. <gasps> like they're like not into it. Wow. Um, so we have to ration the pictures they take of them. Like when you get a good one, you have to like wait. <laughs> It's really like most of the time they see the cameras out and they just get this like grumpy demeanor that's like no photos. And I'm like, you know what, guys, I get it. Yeah. So I want to go back to something that, that I know about you and your career. You were a trained aerialist. I did some aerial work. So do Widget and Pixel also do acrobatics, or are they more of the low-to-the-ground type? So the thing about Treat Party... Treat Party. Yes. ...is you throw the treat and they chase it. Oh, that is a good Treat Party. Widget does this, like, baseball kind of slide, and Pixel will try to catch it in midair between his paws. Oh, wow. He succeeds occasionally. That's impressive. See, his eye barely affects him. That's really <laughs> impressive. Yeah. 
Tweet Party would be a great name for a porn magazine, actually. Hmm. I want to talk about, uh, speaking of language, we do have this link between, I guess, cats and, and sexuality or cats and women's desirability is really what it is. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I realized and Lizzie and I were talking about earlier is that sex kitten, right, that means very desirable. Cat lady, oh, not desirable at all. So how do you, as a cat person who works in the world of sexuality, how do you see language like that? Do you think that it's hurtful, harmful, neither? I set up a filter on Instagram so no comment with the word pussy in it can appear. Smart. Because I just got tired of the joke. Yep. Do you think that, you know, I I call myself noted cat lady Mary Philip Sandy. That's sort of my little moniker on this show. And I do it kind of as a joke. I mean, as you can see, I'm not like the most, I'm not a very girly person. Yeah, you're not wearing a sweater with a cat with a ballerina tutu glued on. No, but I tell you what I would if I had one. But You know, it is interesting, the idea that people have of you when you self-identify as a cat lady. I had a really interesting experience where I met a friend of a friend who'd heard about the show, hadn't listened. She met me and she was like, oh, oh, I thought you were going to be like in your late 50s and wearing like a crocheted vest or something. Because all she knew was that I have a show called Let's Talk About Cats and I refer to myself as a cat lady. Mm -hmm. And that was immediately where her mind went, which I thought was really, really interesting. That's the pop culture idea. Can we overcome that? Is that something we can transform or is that is that, is I that mean, gone too? Can people stop telling me I don't look like an average porn star? Oh, can they? They can't. They can't? They can't. Oh, dear. They're still like, but isn't everyone blonde with giant fake knockers? And you're like, no. 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 <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, fundamentally. So, like, once I solve that problem, I'm sure there's some <laughs> core mechanic with upending people's idea of cat lady. But well, that is a thing, right? We have we have a problem with complexity in yeah. in thinking these days. I am also on Twitter, and it it is going to give me an aneurysm one of these days because we can't hold two thoughts in our minds at once. Sometimes well, we're overwhelmed by complexity. Yeah, you're trying to hold the one thought of. You know, climate change is actually happening. We have all this evidence against this other thought of, but it feels like it may be a lost cause. So it's difficult to think too hard about it. And like those two together really sucks. So I can see why people don't want to engage with it. I don't know about you, but I sometimes have the bad habit of being online until the minute I fall asleep. Mm. Um, You know, it's like I start out, I'm doing some work, I'm answering some emails, and then next thing I know, I'm down a rabbit hole. And if you're saturating your brain with that too much, it can just build up to a level that is not tolerable. And so you'll do anything to make it go away. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I turn to things like the subreddits with pictures of cats who have jobs. I don't know if you know cats with jobs. It's my favorite. You know, everyone talks about Reddit as a cesspool, and I'm sure it is. But if you just stick to the cat sections, cats who, you know, sit behind desks in offices and have their picture taken like I love it like it's really cute speaking of desks do you work from home a lot I do so widget and pixel are they helpful or are they interfering so once a week I have to do this chat with my slate co-columnist Rich. Yes. Yes. Uh, himself a fairly well-known cat person. Yes. <laughs> For a while we were doing it at 7 p.m. on Sunday except feeding time is 8 p.m. Oh so Pixel would stand directly in front of my keyboard, blocking the screen, and screaming in my face Oh while no. I was trying to. So I started giving in and feeding them early on Sundays. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, so they know now. Sunday is Sunday yeah. is early supper night. Well, now they know generally if they're just annoying enough, things will budge. It's a slippery slope once you change that. Yeah. Yeah. I know your column at Slate with Rich is mostly focused on sexuality and relationships and it's stuff. It's supposed to be it's... focused on sexuality. Do people, people assume ask... sex and romance are tied up together? Yes, they do. And while they do frequently co-occur, one does not require the other. Yeah. Exactly. Do, have people ever asked you a sex question that somehow involves a cat? Do I want to know the answer to this? This is a terrifying sentence to say because when you say things like this, Things happen. I have never been asked a sex question about a cat, and I'm gonna knock on wood now because I don't wanna. I don't wanna know. Yep. I don't wanna know. I've fielded questions from people who devils advocated incest at dinner with their brother and sister. Oh no! And then pleasured themselves to faux incest porn. And forgot to close the browser window, so were discovered by their brother the next day. Oh, wow. Um, I've fielded questions from people who don't realize they're asking how they can coerce their partner into. I have never fielded a question that had to do with sex about a cat, and I really hope I never do. Okay, so everyone listening, just put your keyboards down, back away just from the computer. Just don't do anything creepy to a cat. I will say, I where you. I was going with that, to be perfectly honest, with that had to do with things like some people try to keep a, you know, no cats in the bedroom type of rule. How do they do that? I, listen, I don't know. I just know that I've heard of people trying to do this. You know, like, let's say you start seeing someone who's not a cat person and they're like, I don't want to be in your bedroom if there's a cat in there. Like, I don't know, maybe there's, that's an issue of some sort. That would be a normal thing. You know, or like okay. the cat is sitting on the dresser staring at us and I don't like that, how do I, you know, figure this out? I have no empathy there because I'm like, what, you're not used to being stared at openly all yes. the time? Right. <laughs> like, you're followed. Grendel's <laughs> yeah. events follows me around the house and you just sort of learn to accept that. It's a cat. It's a cat. That's a what cat. they do. Yeah, they're probably not even paying attention to you. They're staring at the secrets of the universe. They're thinking about their treats and the treat party they're going to have, you know, at 8 o'clock. <laughs> so, okay, feel free to write in with that question yes. so I can tell you to calm down about being stared at by a cat. Um, is there anything that you would like to say to Widget and Pixel who are listening at home? Pixel cat, Pixel cat, you're so cute. Boopy doop. On the nose. Uh, (laughs) I sing to Pixel. Um, Widget just really likes to be rubbed on the back super hard. He likes the rough trade. That's fine. I think that might have been the cutest thing that has ever happened on this show. I'm, in fact, I'm quite certain of it. So, yay! (laughs) I can't believe I just did that in public. Before we go, uh, we have a shout-out. Today's shout-out goes to Clover in Manhattan. And this comes from Courtney, who says, Clover, I'm sorry Charlie made me stop feeding the pigeons on the fire escape. I'll try to find another way for you to see some wildlife. 
Oh, thank you for listening, Clover and Courtney in Manhattan. And uh, yeah, I hope you get to see some pigeons, Clover. If you'd like to send a shout out to your cat or any other cat who deserves a shout out, you can email us shouts at letstalkaboutcats.com. Just tell us your cat's name and their city or state and whatever message you'd like included. I'll read it out at the end of an upcoming episode. Stoya, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you online if they'd like to keep up with everything you're doing? Um, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Stoya and I'm verified. So if you don't see the check mark, you've got an imposter. Oh, dear. Yes. Um, Look for the check mark. Zerospaces.com if you like pornography or other explicit media about sex, but that is only for adults. 18 plus, 21 in some states. Great photography and really great writing as well. Thank you. Okay, so we'll put links to all of that on our show notes, which you can find at letstalkaboutcats.com. We will also have a transcript there for you. And while you're there, do me a favor, sign up for our free monthly newsletter. It's called Let's Talk More About Cats. (laughs) We've been having a lot of fun with it lately. There have been playlists, there have been recipes, there have been exclusive photos of Grendel, which I know you want. So letstalkaboutcats.com. It's all there. Oh, and while you're at it, please tell a friend. All right, that's all for now. My name is Mary. My cat is Grendel. Our producer is Lizzie Jacobs. Everything she touches turns to excitement. We had production help from Virginia Laura. Our theme song is by Poingley with additional music by The English Muffins. Our show logo was created by Julia Emiliani. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time about cats. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.